Hey guys, welcome back to the Barkside of the Moon podcast. In today's episode, myself and Anne continue on with our series of episodes all about pups by speaking about yet another one of those frequently asked questions when it comes to puppies, how to help them sleep at night. We talk about how best to set your puppy up for success by speaking about how to set them up, where to set them up, and most importantly, again, how to manage your expectations of your new arrival to make life easier on everyone. We also bust a lot of myths in this one, guys, so hope you enjoy. Hello there. Hi, how are you? There you are. (laughs) (laughs) There I am. Here I am. (laughs) How's things? I'm good. How are you? Great. Thanks very much. Good. Um, After um, a a little break, Mm -hmm. we're back. We are um, back. Later than scheduled, but we're back. Okay. We didn't go anywhere. <laughs> um, and we're here to um, continue talking about our favourite things oh, on the planet. Puppies. puppies. favourite things. <laughs> <laughs> and um, to specifically talk about and hone it in, I know we touched on this in previous episodes, but sleeping at night mm-hmm. and developing that routine um, yeah, from yeah. the get-go. And that's something that p- puppy people definitely dread i think they have yeah. a lot of kind of trepidation about mm-hmm. the first few nights or the first couple of weeks home and For sleepless sure. nights and crying and all of that sort of stuff yeah like um when we're when we're preparing um our volunteers as best we can we mm-hmm. obviously do pre-placement stuff with them and and explain to them what to expect and try and lower expectations mm-hmm. and it's 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 so common that people will be like oh sure you know um, we understand they're only babies, but we are always trying to say to them, yeah, but, you know, when you're tired, it's it's it, everything yeah. is, is more difficult. <laughs> so it, this is probably going to happen is to expect it and and, and to know what to do mm-hmm. when it's when it's not working out, because yeah. obviously they've had so it's been traumatic for this puppy oh, in yeah. a very short space of time. So, yeah. Mm. Right. So let's go with that. So okay. sleeping at night. And um, I suppose we'll tie in w- with that um, about some confinement training, which I know you're you're, sure. you're big on, and we're, we're both big on, um, which yeah. can can be helpful. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, what's the first thing people should be thinking about and considering? I suppose. I think what you said there about expectations is a really good idea. I think a lot of people kind of expect that their puppy is going to be, um, you know, kind of getting up at night or disturbing them or whining or all of those things. And that is absolutely true. And um, I think because it's expected, it's kind of normalized a little bit. And sometimes... well, not sometimes, but a lot of the time, the advice is to kind of leave them to cry, to let them mm-hmm. kind of cry it out, um, or you know. And I, I would say that that's usually not great. Don't do mm-hmm. that. I would try and avoid letting puppies cry it out, mm-hmm. and, and and actually letting dogs cry it out, letting any age dog cry it out, and whatever the mm-hmm. context is, um, because it, it's often, you know, puppies and dogs are honest, like, um, yeah. and I'm not. I mean, I'm not commenting on children at all, uh, and. <laughs> that they're dishonest but if a puppy is crying or a dog is crying um it's because they're experiencing distress and that distress you know we don't have to understand that or any of those things but we have to acknowledge that the behavior of that puppy is telling us how they're feeling about this situation um and Mm -hmm. you were right there at the beginning you kind of said well you know this can be really kind of traumatic and distressing Mm -hmm. for puppies and one of the things that could be done 
you know, by people who have litters, whether they're breeders or whether they're like, you know, the people that work with guide dogs with litters or mm-hmm. uh, if it's a rescue situation where um, a dog has come in and has had puppies and then is fostered with that litter. One of the things that we can definitely be doing towards um, the end of their period staying at, with their mum mm-hmm. is starting to get them sleeping separately and then sleeping yep. um, alone at night. And that can be can go um, a long way to helping puppies. Mm-hmm. So when they move to a new place, it's still going to be a total culture shock for them. And, you know, like who are these strange people and why have we been transported to this weird place? And that's it's, so it's still going to be, you know, totally world shattering for them. Mm. But at least they have had, you know, it's not everything is new. They're able to sleep on their own. They're able to settle themselves. They're able to, you know, deal with that. But there are tons of things that, you know, so if that's not been in place before your puppy has come home. There's also tons of things that we can do the other side when they do come home. Um, And I think the first one is, is to have realistic expectations of what's to come and some understanding of what that puppy is experiencing. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I know I think we did talk about this in a previous episode and we've talked about it many times myself and yourself <laughs> over this as well um, about, you know, obviously the, the, the usual age for puppies, you know, being placed with people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Eight, eight, you know, eight, eight is is the eight week mark. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, that's the legal that's the legal cutoff. Mm. So the legislation, the Animal Health and Welfare um, Act, I think it's 2013. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I don't carry it around with me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think it's that one, but it's in or around there. Um, That uh, there's a legal cutoff that puppies shouldn't be sold or you know placed until after they're eight weeks of age. So it's a legal cutoff, and I mean Mm. that was in earlier legislation that was earlier as well. There was six weeks, and I think the six weeks. Um, Mark mm-hmm. came from guide dogs work, didn't mm-hmm. it? Very, very early Pfaffenberger work or something like that from mm-hmm. like the 50s or 60s or something. Mm-hmm. I think there was work on that. But um, yep. we don't have a, a ton. Not anymore. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. But, but, but it, it's good that we have had those markers, that those markers have been looked at in research. Yep. And, um, you know, we don't have a ton of great research giving us information about the best age for puppies to live, but certainly, or to leave even to live, uh, no, we want them to live all the time, uh, but for puppies to leave their litter. But certainly, um, you know, in my experience and in the experience of a lot of breeders or other people who have litters that I would work with, that generally keeping them, providing the, in, the environment is well enriched and the puppies have, you know, and the puppies are able to tolerate it because it can come to a point where puppies approach that kind of eight to ten week period and even a little earlier maybe from six or seven weeks and they start to become less tolerant of one another you know mm-hmm. like you would with your siblings you know yep. <laughs> and yep. you want to live with them all the of time course. um and mm-hmm. um you know so it will very much depend on that if it's very stressful with them all being together well then the, the better decision might be to move them on or split them or do whatever exactly, yeah. uh, things but in general we want them to stay a little bit longer because you want the bitch to um wean them if possible mm. um and let that happen and we want the puppies to get the benefit of learning about conflict resolution and mm. um how to use their mouths and get lots of experience with developing um social skills through play and mm. and go Negotiation with their litter, their litter mates, you know, so that's probably a very important thing. And we would even see issues with puppies, even that leave a week young, earlier, like mm-hmm. who leave at seven weeks. There can sometimes be things that we would see that we might associate with that, just losing out on that week of um, 
you know, experiences with their with their litter mates and things like that. But the other side of it is, is if it's a crappy kind of rearing environment that, do, you know, it's a shed or something like that, or it doesn't offer much in the way of an enriched and kind of supportive mm. environment, well, then those puppies might be better off getting out of there anyway. So, well, yeah. you know, but I, I, like when puppies go home, they are babies, mm. they are infants and they... Yeah. um they definitely need quite a lot of support in terms of developing, you know, appropriate sleeping habits and being able to to settle themselves and being mm-hmm. able to relax and sleep well, you know, have good sleep overnight. And that takes a little bit of time. Um, and, you know, that can take up to kind of 12 or 14 weeks Um you know, that they're able to do that, you know, quite mm. well. And it can help as their bladder matures and all those sorts of things, you know, toileting starts to feel, you know, get underway. But also it's this thing mm. of settling into this new world and feeling comfortable yeah. there and uh, knowing that there's people there or there's, you know, social support there that's going to be a good backup for them. Um, I yeah. think that in itself, you know, helps. And that takes a little bit of time to develop. So they need those few weeks at the start of, life i suppose um in their new homes to be able to do that mm. and i was the reason why i brought up the the age thing mm-hmm. was i was just interested to know if you if, if you knew would is it easier for for a puppy to to settle and transition at that that later age uh, as against eight weeks old well, like I guess, regarding sleeping and all of those i guess things. if those puppies have had you know if they've if that time that extra time that they've had there has mm. been used to help them cope better i mean it makes sense that you would have more um time you know they have spent longer mm. in that place so you have more time to um you know for them to learn how to you know do that and how to settle mm-hmm. themselves at night and how to um cope with sleeping on their own you know without um a human right there beside them or yeah. another puppy right there beside them mm. um, and all that sort of stuff so I, I suppose you're getting more time and then you're also allowing that puppy to um you know kind of mature a little bit more mm. in a place where they already feel um comfortable where they already feel settled where they're already getting really really good sleep and you know puppies are like children they sleep a ton and of course this is associated with brain development so there's a ton mm. of um you know brain building in those first kind of seven weeks really and then mm. between then and about four months puppies start to become you know they start to sleep a little bit less um as they become more active and mm-hmm. as they you know they they don't need to do as you know as much brain building now they need experiences in the world so they're mm-hmm. up and active and wanting to do that and pet owners will often uh, report that their puppy sleeps you know gradually is sleeping less and less and less and less and mm-hmm. less you know um, and you know when they come home first at eight weeks they're sleeping a lot they're yeah. still usually uh, sleeping a ton. Um, you know, that's, that's part of what we, yeah, <laughs> what we say to people. It's not they sleep a lot as well. You know, mm-hmm. during the day too. You know, so you do get little little breaks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, but as as they approach four months, that becomes less and less. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, and Absolutely. then in through adolescence, um, you know, it's even less, and that 
corresponds with teenage human teenagers as well um in that they sleep less and they have disrupted sleep and their sleep um shifts a little bit later um and that kind of thing and that's you know that's not something that they have any sort of biological control over that's Mm. got to do with brain development and it's got to do with um you know, maturing and, and what happens to the brain during adolescence and, and, and mm. things like that. Um, so, and like that's well documented in people and we have to assume that there are similar changes um, to the sleep patterns in the brains of dogs as well. So yeah. we have to assume that there's mm. probably some um, relationship there. And of course, um, dogs typically sleep according to our activity patterns. Yeah. So they're sleeping when we're sleeping and they're active when we're active typically mm-hmm. um so uh you know that's what's going on as well so if we're staying up um late they're staying up late if we're active during the day they're active during the day um and uh, and, and so on you know so that's yeah. that's kind of happening as well okay cool right so confinement training should you use a crate or a playpen and and why then yeah, I think it's it's like it really depends. the The whole crating issue is really contentious in dogs in general, mm-hmm. um, and that's totally fine. I think you know anything. Well, not anything, but a lot of things can be abused, and I think definitely uh, crating or confining has suffered from a lot of poor usage or a lot yeah. of overusage of these things. Um, but I do feel um, that most dogs benefit from learning how to settle behind a barrier whether that's and I've definitely skewed towards using play pens more than um crates um because I just feel that most dogs are more comfortable with that because they don't feel as closed in so it tends to be a little bit easier in terms of teaching them to um you know be more comfortable with with kind of being confined um Mm. and they're really kind of portable and usable particularly nowadays where you have so many kind of the tendency is to have open plan kind of houses or apartments and and things like that so playpen can be really helpful because you can use it as a room divider or you know just to keep a puppy safe out of an area that you're working in or you know or things like that and then you can it's easier to carry around you can bring it around and bring it to into the bedroom with you so that the puppy can sleep there and also the puppy can have access to more space so Mm. you know so they could still have a crate or a bed or a box or whatever in there um that uh, that they might choose if that's what they're into they might like to sleep in or you know you could have some other alternative but they could also have a place where they can you know hang around and play in yeah. and you know hang out and it doesn't always have to be about bed or nothing um mm. i suppose you know so it just provides more options so i've definitely uh, i've definitely started to use that a whole lot more use those play pens a whole lot more um but saying that if i had a new puppy tomorrow i would probably be doing a lot of work to help them become comfortable in various forms of confinement mm because I want my dog to be able to travel safely. I want mm-hmm. my dog to be able to go into a confinement area while I work in, um, you know, in the sort of environments that I work in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I want my dog to be able to be comfortable with that if he has to go to the vet, for example. Um, yeah. You know, those sorts of situations where that can come up. And if we if we are establishing that when puppy is young, it's definitely easier for them to cope with later on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we're establishing when it's uh, they're a novice. So before 
before they've had kind of negative experiences with confinement, such as, you know, if the first time they're confined is when they go to the vet after their neuter surgery or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they're in like or a before, shoreline kennel or something Yeah, like and you're just like, mm. oh God, well, that's not going to be terribly no. pleasant for them. Um, you know, and that's def- that could definitely poison that whole situation for them. So I mm. do feel that confinement training is an important skill to teach the dog. So mm. the problem is, is that people think, oh, I just put the dog in there. Mm and maybe even give them a Kong or something and then Mm -hmm. that's it it's done but actually that's not it at all it's a shaping process and will take several weeks um if not longer so because we want a dog that's super comfortable going in there is able to settle themselves regardless of what's going on outside the crate and that i mean outside the confinement area um and that can take a ton of work because there you know there can be a lot of like fear of missing out type kind of thing you know if you're Mm -hmm. confined um but that's that's the that's the ultimate goal i suppose or that the dog can spend time alone in that situation or can overnight in that situation mm. or can spend time in a vehicle in that situation, those mm-hmm. sorts of things. So if they're just put into it and they have a distressing time, well, that's what you're setting up. That's the attitude they're developing to it for mm-hmm. life. And they're obviously going to be distressed then when if, if you know if that's happening to them that makes sense that they would be distressed so the point is is to reduce the distress in association with confinement and do that really really carefully and shape it gradually Um, and so your dog should want to be in there and Mm. people will often say oh well he goes into the crate himself all the time and i'm like Mm -hmm. yeah but is the door closed and have you moved away so like if they you know if the dog isn't crate trained if they go into a crate whereas that's well that's a an important first step that we have willing entry and the dog Mm -hmm. wants to relax in there if they can't relax and be calm and settle behind the closed barrier well then you're not confinement training you know Mm. that's not really what you've set out to do that's not really what you've achieved so we actually have to help them deal with that Mm -hmm. um you know and and that's that's a bit of a job but it is absolutely doable um and uh and and certainly can be helpful overnight um, if that's if that's what's going to suit you, um, you know, in terms of having puppy um, in a, a kind of a confined area, which can mm. help just to limit damage and, you know, wandering and all those sorts of things. And even things like, you know, setting off the alarm and stuff like that overnight. So it can be helpful with those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Right. Well, this is <laughs> I can all the years are going to break up now. OK. Mm. Should should puppy sleep in the bedroom? Yeah. In the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a like that's a pretty short answer for me because you know mm. the thoughts of taking an infant you mm. know a baby away from the only social comfort they've ever known mm. when they're still not mature enough in any way to understand what's happened um mm. and um putting them you know expecting them to sleep in a kitchen on their own Mm-hmm. And suddenly the people, the only people that they had that they thought were friendly in this new place have now vanished. And now I'm all alone and cold at night. And people then are confused and wondering why their puppy is screaming. And mm-hmm. what people will say is the first couple of nights, they're usually fine. And mm-hmm. then they're screaming and screaming and that goes on for a few nights. And then it usually stops. And that's not because the puppy has become more comfortable with overnighting. No. It's because they've learned, oh, my screams, my screams of distress don't work. Don't work. I'm still yeah. super distressed mm. and um, being affected by this isolation because sleeping is often a social endeavor. There was a little piece of research uh, from that generation pup kind of cohort uh, work that looked at sleeping in, I think I'm going to say four month old puppies. 
am I am I right? Something like mm-hmm. that. And they compared it with maybe adolescent, older adolescent dogs, maybe a year old dogs. Maybe oh, yeah. I could be very wrong here. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting was that they found that when puppies had access to their humans, over 90 percent of them chose to sleep close to them. And that is like glaring to me yeah that's really Mm. important and like not at all surprising i'm not at all surprised by that dogs are social sleepers Mm. um and yeah sleeping right beside us might be for some dogs might be too hot for them so like i'm thinking of like those kind of spitz type dogs who would rather be lying like and sleeping out in snow (laughs) or something like you know rather than a a centrally heated house um Mm. so that might not be but they will want to sleep near or close or have some sort of idea of where their human is um at night because that makes complete sense for social animals because we're vulnerable when mm-hmm. we sleep and Faith sleeping is, a is good thing. Yeah, yeah and sleeping is a group endeavor because you want to know that there's somebody there that has your back because sleeping is so vulnerable um mm-hmm. you know for you and again there's been research that's looked at people co-sleeping um with other mm-hmm. people or with children or with pets and invariably even though sleep can be disrupted more by socially sleeping <laughs> the people report uh, better quality sleep and feeling safer and feeling more secure well, yeah. and, I, and I, like that makes complete sense and that dogs right. would ch- if dogs have given the choice would choose to sleep close to their person um you know that makes complete sense. I don't. I, we're not. I'm not at all shocked by this, but I. I, no. I talk about that a lot because it kind of backs up. You know, yeah. from quite a large cohort. It backs up what I've been saying for a long time. Dogs want to sleep close, and it'll be very. It'll vary from individual to individual. Some individuals will just go, "Okay, there you are sleeping. I'm going to go over here and sleep. Mm-hmm. Just know in the safety, knowing that I know where you are, and um, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and a lot of dogs will do that. Some dogs will want to sleep like under the covers with you that close to you i'm not going to mention any names (laughs) (laughs) um and then some might you know just want to sleep in some variation of kind of near you or or whatever but that you know that would not be unusual at all dogs are social sleepers as as people are too so yeah i do Mm. think that babies puppies should start in the bedroom um and if that's not and i think it's important that uh even if ultimately that's where your dog is going to sleep as an adult dog i think it's a good idea still to wean them off and have them learn to sleep separately from you should that be something they need at some point you know you might have to go away you might have to Mm -hmm. go into hospital they might have to go to hospital you know there are lots of circumstances where sleeping alone might have to be something they're they're going to be prepared for so we want to definitely set that up but Mm. you know if you want to have your dog you know all of the things equal if you want to have your dog sleeping on the bed or in the room with you forever that's totally fine yeah and so to the people (laughs) sorry guys but it is usually uh, husbands or male partners (laughs) that are saying but we can't have the puppy up here now because we'll never get him out of it Mm -hmm. if we start now so what are you going to say to those guys so i would say you know if you have a a puppy the first thing is is behavior isn't static mm-hmm. behavior changes and adapts over life yeah, because of all of the environmental adjustments that happen that's the point of behavior that it's mm-hmm. modified by the environment because the environment is changing all the time so mm-hmm. just because something happens 
at week eight doesn't mean that it's going to be going on at year eight. You know, that that doesn't compute. Um, but, you know, if you, like I say, I think if you have, if you start the puppy there, the goal is, the first goal is to get behavior, right? To get the behavior you want first. How do we set up the environment to get behavior that we want? And that is usually that the puppy feels comforted and safe and secure to sleep all night. And once mm. they're sleeping all night, when they know they're close to you, then you can start to gradually wean them away. Because once you have mm. the behavior, then you can add in thin slices of kind of challenge to that thin kind of little changes mm-hmm. to that and you can wean them further away because they're already sleeping so by going that route nobody has a sleepless night nobody has whining or feeling isolated or distress or yeah. anything like that everybody's it's a, like sleeping. it's a no-brainer really mm-hmm. it really mm-hmm. is for me um and then like i say if you ultimately want the dog to sleep somewhere else, you know, in another room or, or wherever, ultimately, that's fine. You can do that. But we do it without causing distress um, at the at the start, because I do feel that, you know, we kind of take puppies at a very vulnerable age from the only safety and security that they've known. And mm-hmm. then you know, the first thing we do is isolate them and scare the bejesus out of them by making them sleep alone at night. So we don't nurture that relationship, you know? And Mm. if I I think of like, if we did that to year old or 18 month old children, can you imagine taking them from the only place they've ever known and then putting them somewhere and just leaving them (laughs) isolated at night? Yeah. And nighttime is scary because sleeping is vulnerable and you're, you know, your body is telling you it's dark. You can't, and also they don't know where they are. They mm. don't know any of the patterns. They don't know where the monsters are. Yeah. Um, and they're probably sleeping alone for the first time in their entire lives. And that's yeah. terrifying. Has to be, mm. you know, terrifying and will have to have some sort of impact on the developing brain. Yeah. 100%. You know? um, so I, I definitely think there's relationships there between um, that and other traumas that we inflict upon people. Oh, young yeah. puppies i should say just one of many yeah <laughs> one of many and uh, not preparing them for that and not um you know looking after them in that and mm. and later more serious kind of behaviors of concern you know that are that are definitely going to be related to kind of high stress and, and 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 that kind of thing so yeah you know i think if you can start them in the bedroom that's absolutely something that you should do and then we can come up with a plan to wean that off you know Mm. so that they learn they do learn to sleep on their own um and then if you still want them to come back into the bedroom once that's established well that's fine exactly yeah yeah absolutely okay so then should you wake up during the night to let them out the toilet or just let them sleep through well i think i think with young puppies i think it does depend on on the age and ability Mm. of the puppy Uh, generally speaking puppies can hold for a couple of hours when they're awake Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but um, if they're asleep they'll usually be able to hold it longer Mm -hmm. Um, but we don't want them having accidents a whole lot if we can help it and you know I know you you know you can have a puppy toilet in there you could have puppy pads or whatever and I know we've talked Mm -hmm. about this before you can have all of those (laughs) things um, and puppy just gets up and goes to the toilet and then goes back to sleep that's absolutely fine if that's what you want to do uh, but we want to ensure that that's happening that puppy isn't just sleeping where they're or peeing where they're sleeping for example that they're not just peeing wherever um, and ideally um, that you would bring them outside so that they have consistent uh, kind of um, 
toileting, you know, that they're consistently yeah. going in that same spot all the time outside um, is, is definitely better. I can understand why it won't always be possible or won't always happen. And then we have to provide them with an alternative, but we need to make sure that they're using that. So I tend to feel that it's better to for us to wake them than mm. for them to wake us. And then because once we are doing that, that means then we can adjust the time. So we can yeah. sleep, you know, every week we can go to the hour longer or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. That's it exactly. Mm. So yeah, I think so. Uh, for the most part, that's definitely the recommended uh, route to doing this. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So you don't wake your puppy, and you wake to hear your puppy crying. Mm-hmm. So what should you do? Like, comfort is it, them. Is it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not wrong to go and comfort no, your puppy. No, they're babies. Mm. They're babies, and you know the thing is is that if they wake up and they're crying there's a reason for that um so when i start puppies sleeping is i will have them in a quite a small um kind of cat box you know mm-hmm. that type of crate you know, depending on the size of the puppy and i will usually have that in there with either a blanket that's kind of rolled up or mm-hmm. i'll have a big cuddly toy in there with them because if yeah. you ever see puppies sleeping they're all mashed up on top of one another and you of know course. like it's yeah. not it doesn't look comfortable so <laughs> I, I don't like i don't want them to have a ton of, i want them to still feel that quite kind of and everything will be lined with a blanket or a towel or whatever mm, of course. um you know so that it's really kind of soft and um it has that kind of feel of being kind of squished into, you know, into kind of very soft kind of pillowy um, kind of environment. Um, and I usually have that up on the bed or level with the bed so that, um, you know, they're right as if they're right there beside me. And like, truth be told, with baby puppies, I'll have them in the bed with me. Um, like all the confession, I think it came out the last time as well, it though, did. because I mean, they're yeah. babies, you know, um, and they want to sleep socially. And as soon as we get that, then we can start to move them on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. But um, at the same time, like, you know, they're babies and they need that. And if if this is the first time they're sleeping alone, like I say, ideally, people with litters should be doing this and puppies should be able to spend a night alone uh, sleeping mm-hmm. uh, in a in a small kind of crater. they're computer. moving away. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that's probably not going to be the case for the vast majority of people who no. get acquire puppy. Um, and uh, so that's how I would start them. Basically, okay. I'd start them level with the bed. And so if they're fussing and waking up, there's a reason for that. And sometimes yeah. if you just talk to them and stick your hand in to them, they'll yeah. often just fall asleep again. <laughs> yeah all they wanted was to know that you were there and they woke up in a panic and were like oh my god where am i where are you um and they just want you know that comfort mm-hmm. and um and if they can do that well that's fine but if they can't well then they probably need a toilet break or they probably need a fidget break uh you know to get up and move about mm-hmm. um and they probably need some kind of comfort and uh, they might even need drink or they might even need food um mm-hmm. you know they're teeny tiny little babies and they have very fast metabolisms so mm-hmm. um you know they're growing all the time and they're using sleep to grow all the time um so you know so that could, all of those things could be possible as well um mm-hmm. and if it's if it's so i keep a diary of that so if it's happening so they wake up at four o'clock you know in or around every morning well i'm going to start getting them up at 10 to 4 and yeah. getting them out and toileting them and then Very giving them a little bit of something warm to eat and and 
you know, bringing them, winding them back down again and going back to sleep. And then once I've got that under control, that I'm waking them up, well, then I'm going to start, you know, then it's going to go to five, then it's going to go to six. And that, you know, mm-hmm. so so that's what's going to happen there. And it does take a couple of weeks because everybody's getting into new routines and everybody's kind of working out everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we persevere with it for the first two or three weeks, it definitely pays dividends in the long run, as usual, with all of these things. Yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah. we're doing, you know. It's I notice people listening going, what, what? I know. Warm, preparing warm food four o'clock in the morning what is yeah. she talking about but mm-hmm. like as well if you do it this way you're actually going to get decent blocks of sleep yourself yeah. that way as well and you're not going to be woken up and have that immediate stress in your body yeah. going oh my god what, what yeah. you know yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah i have a puppy i forgot you know that yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> and waking up everybody else you know yeah. so like whining baby cries are designed to like penetrate so everybody else will be up and distressed as well yeah uh, you, you know you actually so. have some control over it by yeah. doing it this way yeah rather than just reacting and then i also hear other people in the background going say it's about and on the bed like is mm-hmm. your bed not going to be covered in pee and poo then no because they tend not to sleep or tend not to toilet where they sleep and um i'm setting my alarm to get up and get them out to go to the toilet so take yeah. Yeah, there you are. I have right. an answer for everything. Hey. It's very frustrating. <laughs> she actually does, everybody. <laughs> only puppy does. stuff, only yeah, puppy yeah, stuff, yeah, nothing yeah. else. Oh, no. I have, I have yeah. no other life skills. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are, these will do for, for okay. all of us. Yeah. So um, so in relation to like, why are they crying and stuff like that? You were just saying there you listed off a few. It could be for lots of different reasons. Mm. People often when they're tired will ask. It, actually, well, to be fair, I'm in the lucky position that we have our puppies are separated gradually before they're placed Great. in home. So we, t- we we tend to not regularly have puppies that don't settle pretty quickly. So we're in a cool. lucky enough position and, yeah. and sometimes they do. And then you would have people that are obviously really sleep deprived and that's no, it's no crack at all, no. obviously. Um, and then it's like, why, you know, why is she crying? Like, you know, I have, she, she got, she got fed, she had a drink, she, she was out to toilet and she's still crying. Like, why is she crying? Do you know what I mean? Like, but you know, it's, it's, they're not always, always obvious. And obviously you're not mm-hmm. thinking straight when you're, uh, when you're tired, but yeah. you went through a number of them there and I don't think there's probably not too not 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 many more there but we we would have some people that ask and they have them sleep in the room mm-hmm. and then we'd have other people that you know one or when that maybe their partner or husband or wife or something is not keen on having them in the in 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 the bedroom so mm-hmm. we'll we'll have to try them downstairs and and like I said, more often than not, thankfully, within a couple of nights, they're 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 doing okay. But most people are are good. They will get up and bring them out and break yeah. up the night at least to let them toilet and stuff like that. So, um, I think half the battle again is expectations. If you know, right, this is going to be I'm in. I'm going to be potentially, you know, for the next few weeks, I'm going to be yeah. tired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it is. It's going to be tough. <laughs> if you, yeah, but if you plan it ahead like that, and you're and you're diarying, I think diaries are great for mm. everything, for like toilet training yeah, and stuff like that. So you can start yeah. to see the patterns, and yeah, and then exactly. you can, you, like, just like you're saying, ten minutes before you're waking up, yeah, you can use that to your advantage then to start stretching that out and out and out and out and yeah. in no time it's like everything it starts in the beginning it's 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 a little bit all over the place but you'll start to hit on it then you'll start to make much quicker progress with everything 
Yeah, absolutely. And like puppies, their sleep will start to regularize as they yeah. approach 16 weeks, you know. Mm. Um, so between that kind of between them coming home and that first month home, if you like, that, that it'll really start to regularize over that over that time. Um, and like there's great individual variation. There are some puppies that seem to just go, oh, yeah, OK, this is it. I'll just go to sleep now yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. We'll sleep happens. in. And then there are some puppies who are up at the crack of dawn and want to be go, go, going and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. You know, me with bull breeds like Amstaffs, they sleep 22 hours a day. So it's wonderful. <laughs> Get <laughs> yeah, well, yourself one of them. They have a lurcher. She's like <laughs> right, a okay. champion sleeper too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can hear people giving out saying, well, yeah, yeah I mean, you have dogs that are good at sleeping, so mm-hmm. you can't. Yeah, yeah but uh, that, well, like, that's a <laughs> really big part of the attraction. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. Um, you know, now like the two hours my dog is awake is a full on roller coaster of physical contact sports but um for most for the most part he's a really good sleeper and like would sleep you know easily until midday if i mm. let him you know easily no harm no problem whatsoever um yeah. yeah no i love it <laughs> <laughs> so it's so much better and, and another yeah and another thing i i hear as well let's say maybe we advise that that you have them sleep up close to you in the beginning mm-hmm. or whatever and then they say, well, actually, you know, we just tried him in the kitchen and he was quiet. We didn't hear a peep out of him mm. um, at all. And I just try to say to people, yeah, you know, that's that can seem good. But just because they're quiet doesn't mean they're OK. And then exactly. you will get other little or big hints that they haven't been yeah. OK with like yeah. messy crates um, yeah. and things like that. So, yeah. You're, you're obviously agreeing with that obviously oh you know, yeah but just, big time. just to say yeah. that to people because they do yeah. often think oh the dog's quiet the dog's happy dog's okay and that's right yeah so lack of behavior doesn't mean happy dog no um you know and if a dog is distressed so for example maybe they have a funny tummy i would mm. much rather th- hear them and them let me know than have to of clean course. up diarrhea or, um, <laughs> whatever yeah guys you do not want <laughs> that first thing yeah, in the morning yeah, yeah. or in the yeah. middle of the night like yeah you know, our, our, I'm always saying it, but our volunteers are, are unreal what they what they put up with. And mm. they don't only just do it once. <laughs> no, I know. I know. They come back for more. They go, give me another one. You know, they're just they're just a, a special breed of people. Yeah, they're they're, yeah, they're yeah, really yeah. hard to find. And they know this is coming again and again and yeah. again. And they'll do it. Um, but Puppies yeah, are no. worth it, though. My goodness. <laughs> Puppies are so worth it. I know. They always say that once they, they have them, you know, yeah. there'll be another few now getting getting some very shortly and they'll be they'll be the same and you can see it the people that have done it before it's it's great because their expectations are low yes. you know what I mean um, <laughs> yeah. as well they know what's what's coming a certain amount of time but it's with with the, the people that haven't done it before specifically people that maybe have never had a dog before yeah um, and they often end up being really really great but you can see it when you hand their them their puppy the first few seconds it's like oh my god this is amazing and then yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah oh my god this is real this stuff. now yeah 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 oh my yeah. god you know yeah, and it yeah. really that's why they get so you know much support in the first few weeks in particular just to let them know this is all normal a lot of the time mm-hmm. and this is what we do you know but anyway okay yeah. right well i think that was pretty that was pretty comprehensive in a short amount I think of time so relatively short amount no it's never a short amount of time <laughs> uh, well yeah i think so i don't know time flies and you're having fun maybe we've sure. been talking for two hours but uh, yeah. i don't think so I know. um but that's that's cool i think i think um we leave it there we can always come back and revisit mm-hmm. we're always saying that guys if there's anything that you want 
specifically to, to hear that we haven't covered yet or anything you want to dive back into or go into a deeper dive in anything, please let us know. Um, mm-hmm. But we're due to come back um, again soon enough cool. with another episode in the puppy series it's continuing on for another another we still have another couple of topics all of um, these puppies will be adults by the time we get through all of, of these course things. yeah but there's always puppies <laughs> yeah there's there always puppies, always That's puppies. True. Yeah, and always some puppies. like in your case um your dog is still very oh, much oh my like god oh god such an yeah. adolescent so maybe not like toilet 11. training and things like that might no, not be applying to you but no. all of these other things all may, of the may other well things as well yeah. so yeah, yes, so I think we're 100%. going to come back and talk next um, about kind of how to keep your puppy entertained, mm-hmm. particularly yeah. in the early stages and, and then and then going forward. So I'll see you back here soon to do that. Yeah, great. Perfect. Looking forward awesome. to it. Thank you so much, as always. Thank you. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks again so much for listening today, guys. And as always, thank you so, so much for all the positive feedback and for your suggestions. If you enjoy the show, remember to please subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review and recommend it to your friends and family to help us reach and help more people and their dogs. Also, please give us a follow on Twitter at BarksidePod and also on Instagram at BarksidePod to help grow our online community. If there are topics you would like to hear us cover in future episodes, again, please share those with us on social media or simply mail us at BarksidePod at gmail.com and we will do our very, very best to cover those in future episodes. Look after yourselves and your doggies. Thanks again for joining us and we look forward to seeing you here again real, real soon.